This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 49 of the Animaniacast. And finally, in the future to cut costs, employees must bring their own toilet paper. Why don't you lighten up? A horrible old squirrel. What are you doing here? That's what I'd like to know. The studio keeps giving me these stupid cameos. All right, hang on. I got a couple of lines here. <clears throat> Tonight you will be visited by three ghosts. Why? I don't know. I lost the other page. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Uh, before you give me my Christmas bonus, I had some prepared Christmas words that I had prepared. Okay. Uh, thank you. Oh, thanks. Okay, you're welcome, Nathan. <laughs> and joining us across the country, it's Kelly. Hello. Well, nice to see everybody here today, and a very merry Christmas in June. Yes, <laughs> today because it's <laughs> the season. Tis the season in six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, did <laughs> well. You know the way that Christmas shopping is these days. Um, it's it comes earlier and earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it's time to get started right now because today we are going to be discussing the first of two different Christmas episodes uh, of the Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, let us kn- let us know, please. <laughs> when did this episode first premiere? Oh, so this episode first premiered on Monday, December sixth, nineteen ninety three. Which, of course, was when uh, Belgium and the Netherlands celebrate Sinterklaas, which is when a skinny Santa Claus gives oranges and candies and toys to little children. And it's also the birth date of uh, Ilian Gonzalez. Do you remember him? I remember Ilian. Yeah. yeah. And um, I Will Always Love You is number one on the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1993. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. They, okay. Well, awesome facts, Nathan. Thank you so much. <laughs> so was Ilian Gonzalez's birth. Like he, they, he was yeah, born. Yeah, he was born. There's not a lot of things that happened on this day, unfortunately. No. Well, you know, I know something that happened on this day. Is it the Animaniacs? It's Kelly's birthday on this day. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you remember? Yes. <laughs> you were zero years old when this first came. No, out. no, she was but... no, she wasn't born on. The... <laughs> I mean, yes, she was. was no, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You but, and Elian are the same age. No, right. No. <laughs> no, Kelly was celebrating her birthday this year by sitting, getting ready for Christmas and watching Animaniacs. Yes. <laughs> because. Yes. Well, today is episode 49, which includes a very special opening. Ooh. A Christmas plot. And Little Drummer Warners. And today is the first of not one, but two Christmas episodes. And they both premiered on the same date. So I'm pretty sure that one of the reasons we got that whole little 
special opening, uh, very reminiscent of the CBS uh, special presentation opening, mm-hmm. was I'm going to assume that these were back to back. Yeah, and in you know syndication, and now in Netflix and DVD, uh, they've kind of split these to this hour long episode into two different episodes that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm going to make an assumption i may be completely wrong on it but yeah i think when this one starts off with a very special special presentation i think it kind of speaks to it's a christmas special animaniac yeah, like, special oh, and it's it almost feels like it's a bonus thing so i feel i wonder if they aired this one see like on netflix it's aired as the second episode yeah see it, and I, I think that works better but so if you're watching this on Netflix, yeah, if you're watching or, this on Netflix, this is episode fifty, but it should yeah. be before the other one. Whatever, they're both Christmas themed. Yeah, just watch them both and then listen to this week and next week. And yeah, then, stay well, tuned for next week. Yeah, and then you're, we'll talk you're about that good. other one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and get straight into today's episode. Like I mentioned, uh, we had a, spe- a special opening where we had that little spinning animaniacs. Uh, I don't even want to say logo, but just yeah. the word Animaniacs. Just says, yeah, and special. <laughs> and then we had our favorite segment, mm-hmm. which was Newsreel of the Stars. But it's completely <laughs> different this time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it has snow. Newsreel of the Stars. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a snow layout that. Uh, is kind of distracting. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know like, if it, it made it, it worse. I don't know if it enhanced the. <laughs> Newsreel of the Stars, I kind of, like, after it started, and I was like, okay, I think we get the point mm-hmm. right now. Especially in the parts where it's like... Yeah, they're indoors. They're indoors. Yeah. yeah. It works when you're, like, on the lot. I like, guess. Like, show that then. But, but it's also... It's, but it would have been more distracting if they turned on and off the snow, I would that's think. True. So... I don't know. And then the theme song also has snow on it. Has a lot more snow. And jingle bells to the kind of. That's true. They added a little, little, like a sleigh bell. Yeah. uh, That was fun. Jingle to it, which it went to the beat. It kind of, you know, hey, it's it's a Christmas remix. Yeah. I was okay with that. But Newsreel Stars. (laughs) Newsreel Stars. Yeah. You would think, I don't know. But whatever. They needed a little bit of filler, I suppose. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to make the assumption that if this is a Christmas special, then perhaps this might be uh, somebody's first, uh, you know, watching of the Animaniacs. Maybe you get some people, this is his first season, so it's very possible that people could be watching this for the first time, and they need that uh, exposition. Yeah, otherwise they'd be totally lost. Exactly. What is going on here? (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get into our first segment right now, which is called A Christmas Plots. And A Christmas Plots was written by Randy Rogel and Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Rusty Mills. And Kelly, can you tell us what the heck happens here in A Christmas Plots? Yes. It is a take on Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol. And Plotz is in the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. And he fires Ralph, the security guard. And the Warner Brothers and Slappy show up in uh, in the forms of the, the various ghosts to tell him that he's he's not terribly nice and they go back to his childhood where he brings a conference table and lawyers to tell Santa what he wants for Christmas 
And then he goes to Ralph's house where Ralph's uh, little boy is angry and he's bowing revenge. And then he's a grown-up and he's actually in charge. And Plotz is kind of in the place of Ralph and he's going around the Warner Brothers lot and trying to catch the Warner Brothers and not doing a very good job of it. So (laughs) sort of showing him some alternate realities where things don't work out so well for him and he needs to be nicer and there are several songs and they're really really catchy i really liked all the songs mm-hmm. and uh yeah totally it was just kind of a you know fun uh, episode yeah you know you were mentioning how how at the, the ghost of christmas future shows uh, plots that he becomes the security guard i thought mm-hmm. it was a nice spin on it that on the story that he he's not dead. Yeah, at usually the they like here's your grave. Usually everybody's dead, right? We have Tiny Tim is dead, mm-hmm. and Ebenezer Scrooge is dead, and nobody liked Ebenezer. Like the whole thing was, <laughs> the whole thing is nobody likes you, Ebenezer. Don't you see that you should change? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, this was a nice spin, and like Kelly mentioned, three, not just one, not two, but three really cool songs yeah. each. Each uh, Warner gets a song to sing. Yeah, which is a nice little solo for each of them. Yeah. It's fun. Which of those three, I think I know what each one of us is going to say, but which of those three was the best? Is this a poll? No, which is just an informal <laughs> question for you guys. Uh, we have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Who, who, had the best, who had the best song? I think I like Dot's song. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you like Dot's song most? I just thought it was the most catchy. You know, doesn't it, I'll have to revisit the thing, but to me, it kind of has a tune of. Doesn't it go? Okay, that that to me, this song sounds a lot like. Uh, I'm mad. I'm mad. Exactly. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm really, really, really mad. You poked me with your elbow in my side. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Uh-uh. You did. And I'm just a little kid. You're lying. Don't deny it. I'm going to hit you. Yeah, just try it. Will both of you be quiet because we're driving in a car? There you go. It's a good song, too. It's a good song, too, and it's catchy. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, what's your favorite song on this? I I really like them all. I I did catch that the Dots was in the tune of I'm Mad, so that I I like that tune, and and that was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, But I, I loved Wacko's. And you know, I, I just love his accent and everything he sings because he doesn't <laughs> sing yeah. all that much. That's a good point. He's so, usually always kind of the baseline of most songs mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's nice that yeah. he got his own solo too. Ghost of Christmas past in all the folks that you've harassed are glad that I am here at last because Mr. CEO it's movie time relax and see as we climb up your family tree and look at how you used to be many years ago yeah yeah and then Yakko's which is way over the top mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with the chorus girls and you know that suggestive line of you know if their costumes get too heavy yeah and um <laughs> How did that get through the sensors? I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> He's a dream. Here 
scream his name. Plot! Had no fun and he's the one to blame. Hello, nurses. Say, why don't you stop by the water tower and I'll show you my stamp collection. But, Diaco, you don't have a stamp collection. All right, then you can open my mail. There's nothing he can't do. They're crazy about me. He's handsome, yes, it's true. Let me know when those costumes get heavy. Wow! Come on, Plot, cause you've got lots to see before we're... You know what I like about you, Plot? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> It's like production value, mm-hmm. right? It, it kind of reminded me of Citizen Kane, like when they sing to him. Oh, but just like just the fact that they're singing to plots and like all these showgirls are singing around him. Good evening, Mr. Kane. There is a man, there is a, man. a certain man. I've never even seen Citizen Kane. I'm such you should see it not a cinephile to... for the Simpsons references alone. It makes so many <laughs> Simpsons references in the movie. Wow, it's... they're really ahead of their time. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. There is a man. There is a man. A certain man. A certain man. A man whose grace and handsome face are known across the land. You know his name. You know his name. It's Mr. Burns. It's Mr. Burns. He loves a smoke. Enjoys a job. <laughs> Why, he's worth ten times what he earns. He's Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. He's Monty Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. To friends, he's known as Monty, but to you, it's Mr. Burns. Burns. Yeah, I saw Citizen Kane in a, a film class I took in college, but uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it. All I remember is like, oh, now I understand why Animaniacs did this. Uh, yeah. Well, the only thing that I thought of when I saw that staircase, well, number one, you think of Groucho Marx because mm-hmm. he's, he's giving one-liners and, he's doing, and he does like the twiddling yeah. of, of an of an invisible mm-hmm. cigar. So he's like, hi, everybody, look, I'm doing Groucho Marx material. And Groucho would do that a lot in a, in different songs. Uh, from the Marx Brothers theme uh, songs, or excuse me, movies, I would see uh, during the songs. Groucho would kind of interrupt and say a one-liner here, and then get back to the song and say another one-liner, and so on and so forth. Uh, it, to me, though, the, with the staircase, it reminded me of Aladdin. Uh, oh, it's like specifically, the genie? yeah, specifically the genie song. You, yeah, got a what is it called? You ain't never had a friend you ain't never at all. Had a friend like me. Yes, and specifically though. <laughs> That's the, what it- I think that's what it reminded me of. Something seemed so familiar about it, and I was trying to put my finger on it. Yeah, specifically for me, it was the the musical at Disneyland, though, because it, I don't know. I know that it's the staircase is in, uh, oh gosh, the musical. There's there's tons of musicals that use these kinds of staircases. You know, one singular sensation, and then mm-hmm. they do the whole thing. But um, I don't know. That was that was one of the highlights of this episode, uh, to be sure. Um, when it comes to cultural references, there's a few celebrity stuff in here. Um, right at the beginning, they have some carolers outside uh, Plotz's window, uh, which were they're all bundled up. I gotta give it to these uh, actors who were bundled up in the Burbank weather and 90 something degrees. I'm yeah. sure in, in Christmas time. But uh, we have Danny DeVito was out there. Oh. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, a woman who I thought might be Kathy Bates, but it looks like some other people think that she's probably uh, Roseanne. So I'm going to go with that uh, as the woman. And some people are kind of curious as to who what the last person is, and I have a I have a suspicion that it's uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh wait, and also Clint Eastwood was out there. So, but I think that kind of guy on the far left might be Sylvester Stallone. Not exactly sure. He's wearing a top hat, I think, and it kind of obscures him. But uh, inside, of course, one of the things that Ralph, uh, not uh, Ralph, but uh, Mr. Plotz is getting from everybody is fruitcake. Mm-hmm. And he got a couple of fruitcakes uh, addressed to him. One from Mel Gibson yeah. and one from Jane Fonda. Okay, cool. Hey. I thought it said James Bond, and I was like, what? <laughs> Why does everyone give me fruitcake for Christmas? I hate fruitcake! Um... Really, I think that's just about it for when it comes to to kind of references to other stuff. There, I thought there was just a few little things of note that were kind of funny, like the, how they went to a commercial break right before uh, Yakko is revealed mm-hmm. as the ghost of Christmas future. And like, you know, it's probably <laughs> going to be Yakko. Like. Exactly. It's like, ooh, we'll see who this is after. I mean, we've seen Wacko and we've seen Dots, <laughs> but who could this be? <laughs> and also the fact that it was very meta when Yakko takes him into the future mm-hmm. and he sees himself like chasing, you know, like plots is chasing Yakko, yeah. you know, and all that. It's like, it, it's, it's all it's circular. Weird. Yeah. And of course he gets fired from the job that he hates. So it's like, it's not that bad. I guess. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so ironic, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the son, Ralph Jr. Uh huh. Let's talk about Ralph's family. Yeah, which that was fun. I liked uh, this wife. Ralph's, I think this is why, ladies and gentlemen, in some states, why you have to take a blood test before you get married. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure Ralph might be related to his his wife. They look almost identical. This is ridiculous (laughs) how close. It reminds me of uh, Millhouse, like the Van Houtens on The Mm -hmm. Simpsons. How his parents look almost exactly the same. Yeah, and, glasses, and glasses, blue hair. Yep, exactly. The only, the only difference is here, Ralph Jr. is most likely adopted, I think. He, he says, I'm adopted, mm-hmm. as a joke, we think. Yeah. Uh, what we have? Delicious turkey jello. Yums! I'm adopted. I'll get even one day. He says it so matter-of-fact, however, that it's almost like, are you just telling the audience you're adopted? <laughs> so, it would make sense, I think. Because I... <laughs> he holds no resemblance to either one. You think the genes are pretty small, pretty strong, I should say, uh, to, in that family to look like that. But yeah. When your mom and dad look the same. <laughs> but whatever. He turned out pretty well, then, for that. Yeah, he, uh, he ends up going pretty far. Yeah. I like that Frank Welker did, like... The fr- he does uh, Ralph and Thaddeus plots and you know of course Mrs. Ralph so just fun yeah and that yeah. scene when he's just pretty much just talking to himself yeah that's that, oh but. yeah at, at the very end where he's talking yeah. about you inspired me yeah and all that that's a good point and I just fun to listen like he- what's this I hear about you leaving the studio uh you said you fired me <laughs> no I said you inspired me inspired me I want you back Ralph but take a week off first. Well, this must be the little woman, so to speak. Oh, uh, I'm charmed, I'm sure. I would always love to see, you know, and I think of like Harry Shearer and stuff like that on The Simpsons, when it's Mr. Burns and talking to Mr. Mm -hmm. Smithers and stuff. 
uh, how he's able to just easily go back and forth between the two voices and yeah. have a conversation. Uh, so I'd love to see, you know, video. I'm sure Frank Welker does <laughs> basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, how you can go back and forth between the voices. Um, and I don't know, when <laughs> Ralph Jr. grew up and he was balding and everything, mm-hmm. he had a passing resemblance to Jeffrey Katzenberg in my in my mind. But Jeffrey Katzenberg at this point uh, worked at Disney. So I don't, I don't know. He just kind of looked, you know, balding with glasses. I don't know. Kind of looked like Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, He did. But that's about it. Yeah, we had uh, Sherry Stoner as uh, Slappy. Yeah, Slappy. And I like how Slappy uh, didn't know why she was even there. Yeah. (laughs) And she doesn't, she doesn't, she goes, why are the ghosts coming? And she goes, I don't know. I lost that page. (laughs) (laughs) And then she calls out a very specific uh, like four hundred and sixty nine dollars, four hundred thirty two, or yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm, as, I'm assuming that that's the uh, scale rate yeah, of must the nineties because for them to put out such a specific rate <laughs> for an actor to get paid, uh, there you go. So cute stuff all all round. Of course, there's a lot of fruit cake in it. Have either one of you eaten fruit cake? And B, do you like fruit cake, Nathan? Mm. I've, I've had a bite. It's disgusting. And Kelly. I've never tried it. Me, I don't think I've ever had fruitcake either. The closest I've ever gotten to fruitcake is probably, um, it's called, well, in English they call it king's bread, but there's a, let's see, what is it called? Rosca de Reyes mm. uh, for like Three Kings Day. Which I'm also not a fan of. It's not. Well, they have that little fruity, like dried yeah. gummy fruit on top of this, this like cake, kind of. The, the cake part's not bad. Fine, yeah. See, I don't know if you're familiar with this tradition at all in Georgia, Kelly, but here in the Southwest, we have, uh, like, you know, a higher Hispanic population, and there's a lot of people that celebrate Three Kings Day. Mm -hmm. And this happens after Christmas. It's on the 12th day of Christmas. Yeah, so there you go. So, uh... On the, so on Three Kings Day, we're all back, and this happens usually when I'm back at work, and a lot yeah. of the staff are like, "Ooh, let's go to the the lounge and eat some uh, king's bread and everything." Well, if you eat a certain slice of this bread, there's a slight chance you might get the baby Jesus, <laughs> a little plastic baby Jesus, in your slice of bread, and that happened to me, and I got all excited, like, "Ooh, what did I win? I got a little plastic Jesus." And everyone said, oh, congratulations. Now you have to go and buy tamales for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) So it was a trick. trick. So next year, and the principal at my school was just laughing at me. He just, because I I literally got the baby baby Jesus. I was like, I got him. I got him. (laughs) Like, I I think when we were kids, we used to get like 20 bucks if you got the, Mm -hmm. like, it was a prize. Like, we got, ooh, who got the baby Jesus? You did? Oh, you got 20 bucks. Now, all of a sudden, I have to. Now you have to pay everyone. Exactly. I had to pay at least 30 bucks for tamales for the front office. So, yeah. Tamale, hey, I got a lot of tamales, but whatever. (laughs) I like tamales. As long as I get to eat a few, then it's good. That's the only somewhat fruitcake I've had. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, well, before we move on to the next segment, so this is the Christmas Carol. Nathan, what's your favorite version of the Christmas Carol? Is it this one or is it something different? It's Muppets. The Muppets Christmas Carol? Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta agree with you. And Kelly, your favorite version is? Definitely the Muppets. Yeah. That, if you, (laughs) you know, that is hands down, 
I would say it's not only the best Christmas Carol that I've seen, but it might be my favorite Muppets movie. Yeah, it's really good. Uh huh. Which is amazing because it's the first one after Jim Henson uh, passed away. So it was just we don't like, talk about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still, um, it, but it's it, it's too soon. <laughs> but it's amazing that they were able to to make such a good movie. And Michael Caine is just remarkable in that movie. He mm-hmm. just he, oh he's. To play so, he played it so straight, yeah. so seriously against the Muppets, and they're so wacky. And I mean, he brought like an Oscar-worthy performance to that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I can't, I can't say enough. Of course, and Kelly and I have had, we have this discussion. I think once a year online <laughs> is uh, making sure to watch the the good version. Of the right. Muppets, yeah. There's two versions <laughs> of the Muppets Christmas Carol out there, folks. You can get the one on Blu-ray that's out right now, uh, which is the theatrical version. But what the theatrical version did not have was perhaps the best song in the other in the in the whole movie, which was included on subsequent VHS and DVD releases. And I think it's called uh, "When Love Is Gone." I believe is what the yeah, song's called. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say it's the best one, but it. I, I've always felt like it's a very important song, but I've, I've always heard that they, they took it out because it, it doesn't have the goofy Muppets. It kind of slowed the pacing. Kids didn't like it. And I know when we would watch it, my brother, would when we watched it on VHS, uh, which is what we first had it on, he, he would get up and leave the room during that scene. Yeah, you know what? And I remember fast-forwarding it a lot, too. Um, and the reason I think it's the one of the most important songs, though, is the go back to the refrain of it at the end with the love we found and Mm -hmm. if you don't have the when love is gone when they're all together at the end it just doesn't hit right and it hurts i think it also shows what scrooge (laughs) gave up yes yes to me that's important it's like you know now he's old and alone and he's got this regret finally um yeah and it humanizes him yeah. It shows that he wasn't always a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. He's had to pay and, for it. And Michael Caine is like tearing up in the shot and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh such good stuff. So anyway. It's a good movie. So folks, you know, watch The Muppets Christmas Carol if you haven't done so. Watch it in the summertime. I don't care. Watch it all year long. It's a great movie. <laughs> going to talk about Little Drummer Warners. Little Drummer Warners is adapted by Earl Cress and Tom Ruger, and it is directed by Leonard Robinson. Uh, Nathan? Yes. What happens here in Little Drummer Warners? All right. The year is zero BC, I think. <laughs> or, uh, yes. Yeah, that's something like right. that. Uh, and we find ourselves over a, a field of grass, and we see a bunch of sheep, and the Warners are there, and it's a silent night. Um, Some might say see, a holy night. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, so basically, this cartoon is just a, <laughs> a, a story of the uh, baby Jesus, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're The wondering. nativity. The nativity scene. <laughs> the word for it. Um, basically, the Warners are all shepherds. They sing songs about being shepherds, and mm-hmm. they uh, find the baby Jesus underneath the star. Mm-hmm. And then some three kings come, mm-hmm. and they bring some presents. Mm-hmm. They bring frankincense. They bring myrrh. Yeah, and they bring gold. 
Oh. So, uh, but the the little uh, Warners, they didn't bring anything what? for Jesus, unfortunately. Aww. And so the end? So that was the end of the episode. No. No, no luckily, <laughs> they, well, <laughs> Wacko has a drum, so they uh, play for the baby, and he smiles at the end, so everything's good. Rumpa pum pum. Yep. There you are. <laughs> so, uh, that's... Yeah, that's that's the summary. <laughs> it's the it's the Animaniacs nativity story. Uh, when it comes to references, folks, um, it's a reference to the Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible. Read the, you'll uh, get it. The whole you'll thing. see you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, really, there's not really much of, of, of stuff. I mean, there's some swing dancing and stuff at the mm-hmm. end. It's a, kind of that, but they do a little bit of remixes to some song because yeah, like some changes to the lyrics. They say we're drummer, we're poor children or something. Yeah, poor boys too instead of a poor. Boy. And even with um. With jokes, there's not really any jokes in this. Yeah, they do one about wishing they had a car when they were shepherds. Yeah. We three shepherds traveling far. How we wish that we had a car. We cannot sleep because with our sheep we're following yonder star. But and then there's also the the three kings came into town and they're kind of bouncing up and down like mm-hmm. cartoonily. But this is a very reserved cartoon. Yeah. It's and it honestly, if you're dealing with religion, you kind of have to be. Yeah, you don't want to make a lot of jokes <laughs> about baby Jesus. Yeah, um, I will say this about both this segment and the one before this: very good animation, excellent animation in this. It looks fantastic. Um, I don't know, guys. What are some moments? Did is there anything in this uh, second one that you liked? It was definitely different. I thought the animation was well done on it. Kelly, anything that you that stood out that you liked in this uh, second I, one here? I I really liked the medley of the the Christmas music. I was thinking, you know, if there was some way I could record that and play it during the the holidays, that would be really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah it's I'll, a good mashup of the songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of it was funny because of the way that the animation had to be laid out. That the manger that they had to stay in. Usually, I always think of the story where you have the inn, and then mm-hmm. the manger is kind of like. In the back, I always thought of it like in the back, you know, go to the back. Yeah. But in this case, the manger is like center in this in the town of Bethlehem, like center in the street. Like, yeah. Just walk down the street in the middle of the road. There's the manger. Yeah. Our <laughs> house in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that song's about. Oh, re- wow. Yeah. That's a that is a cultural reference. It's a religious um, song. Well, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, the only this you know I don't know why but this this whole thing reminded me of uh this old claymation special from the 1980s. That's the only other special that I remember that had to deal with uh, the the wise men or any kind of really religious uh, parts of Christmas. Most parts of, you know, Christmas holiday specials do not touch on the story of Jesus Mm -hmm. at all. It's always very uh, secular, very much. Here's Santa Claus. Here's Frosty. Here's the birth of Santa. (laughs) Here's the birth of Santa. Um, (laughs) I thought it was so. I thought this was something that you would most definitely not see in a cartoon today. A lot of people talk about mm-hmm. Animaniacs. Oh, they wouldn't do the innuendo that they would do today, or this or that. Um, I really don't think that they would uh, do this, and not just not because it's not funny or anything like that. I just don't think that they want to uh, alienate any of their audience yeah. members, perhaps. 
or no. like then they would have to like should we do other religions too yeah that's true because like, once you do one then you're like well now we have to do the story of hanukkah and yeah. now we have to do kwanzaa and now we have to do ramadan and all that so it's it's where do you where do you stop i mean yeah. i think it would be kind of cool if they did would, multiple ones yeah it'd be cool to find out about those things it would be I don't know. Yeah, well, there aren't any <laughs> there, there aren't many Hanukkah specials out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, do you really want the Animaniacs to be the ones that <laughs> deal with this topic? Because you have to. Because yeah. when you do, once again, are they going to be silly and funny? Yeah, they have to. Not really. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, here's Jesus. I will say that it's nice to know that Jesus likes the Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> He smiles at him. He smiles at him. And I always, and I, and um, I thought it was cute when Wacko uh, looked very sad when he said, Parumpa Pum Pum. Like, <laughs> can I play for him? He has this sad little cute face, but I don't know. Yeah. Any other moments that you, any other thoughts on this uh, first one or last segment of the day here? Kelly, Nathan? No. Mm, all right. <laughs> okay. So, well, with that, I think that will. I guess that'll wrap up today's episode then on a Christmas. Yeah. Part one. Part one. <laughs> we'll do more Christmas next week. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and get straight to our water tower rating. Okay, folks. So out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode the first of two christmas episodes uh kelly let's start with you i'll give it four all righty and why is that i i thought it was a good christmas episode very seasonal and it had some really good songs i, I like the music overall all right and uh nathan what about you i'm gonna give it three water towers all right and why is that because of newsreel the stars <laughs> it knocked it down a little <laughs> bit it would have got more but it was it was an even worse newsreel than normal because <laughs> the snow was distracting. So, <laughs> well, I will I will give it three and a half. I, I for some reason I just I think the the second part while I do not uh, I don't not I don't not like the episode <laughs> that, that segment. How about that for a double negative? Um, I I like the second episode or the second segment I should say. However, it does kind of drag down the pacing just a little bit. Um, I still appreciate both that it being in there though, and I'm glad that they put it in. I think it helps round out this cartoon as a full Christmas one, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Pacing wise, it just felt like that could have been picked up just a little bit. I don't know. So yeah. three and a half, uh, still a very good episode. It's still very appropriate for Christmas time yeah. or even in June when we're watching it right now. Exactly. <laughs> where it's 105 it's... degrees outside. <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and get over to our poll results from, uh, well, not one week ago, but two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. In our last poll, people were asked, how would you prefer Animaniacs to come back someday? So this was this poll came out right before last week's uh, rumors of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So we had four different choices for people. So I'll go. I'll go down the the ones that people chose uh, the least. Five <laughs> percent said new direct DVD movies. So something like Wacko's Wish, uh, which they were planning on doing additional direct DVD movies. So who knows? Somewhere back in the in the vaults, they might actually have some drafts of scripts Ooh. or something like that. Um, 
5% also said they would be okay with new digital shorts, like just premiering on YouTube or something like that. Okay. Something like, you know, Star Wars is doing that with uh, some some new digital shorts and stuff like that with Ray and Ahsoka and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. But only 5% said that. Yeah. 37% said they would like to see new TV episodes. But the winner of this poll, uh, the majority of people or our listeners thought that we should have new Netflix episodes. 53% said new Netflix episodes. So nice. what do you two think? Uh, where would you, in what medium would you rather have new Animaniacs episodes if they are to come someday? Uh, Kelly, what do you think? Wow. I think Netflix would be a good venue for them. Um, They seem to be a little bit more... uh, I I guess a little bit more encouraging of creativity and hopefully it wouldn't be as, you know, sensory as Uh Fox was sometimes. (laughs) I don't know. Um, It's really... And we might be able to get, you know, more adult jokes or something in. I, I have no idea. That's true. Nathan, what about you? I voted for like a Netflix kind of thing, too. It just seems like that's the way to do it nowadays for these revivals. Especially for something where it's an audience that you're kind of it's a very specialized audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, I picked Netflix, too. Yeah. (laughs) And also another cool thing with it, it being on Netflix is you don't have to worry about it being just 22 or 23 minutes long. Mm -hmm. You could have it be a full 30 minutes long, which means more content yeah. or just more times where they just play newsreel the stars a bunch of times or they can do it shorter <laughs> and then cut out yeah they don't have to worry about it. make it a 16 yeah, minute I, episode that's fine just make I it all cold Nathan's own private version of hell is <laughs> with snow with snow <laughs> <laughs> well let's go ahead and get over to this week's poll and nathan what do we have for this week's poll all right, so we saw him in this episode. He's your favorite character now, kids. It's <laughs> Ralph Jr. That's right. Is he adopted? <laughs> That's the question. So there you go. Uh, yes, no, or I don't care. <laughs> yes, no, or I don't care. I think majority of your people are going to say, I don't care. We are going to make this definitive. Oh, okay. We are going to say this. Yes, yes or, or no. no. I don't we're, know. We're There's doing the, a lot of people that are going to be disappointed because they can't vote. If you don't vote, <laughs> if you don't care, then you won't vote. But if you do care and you have an opinion on this Ralph Jr. situation, your favorite character, exactly. Is he is he adopted or not? Because I'm of the mind that he is because he just says it so matter of factly in it. I'm going to say he's not because who else would his parents be? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. They didn't name him Ralph Jr. Uh, yeah. So anyway, well, we'll find out. Uh, so, you can vote by going to twitter.com slash animaniacast to find that poll, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacastpoll, and you can make your voice heard. Well, before we get over to our contact information and wrap things up, we have some listener feedback slash iTunes review <laughs> thing to get to. So, yeah. Nathan, tell yes. us. We got a new review. Yeah. Okay. So here, I got it here. This is, uh, this says, love this podcast, exclamation point, by Truck Brewer. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Truck They say, uh, my friend Brian told me about this podcast when we, when he went to Phoenix Comic Con. Huh? Yeah. I'm so glad he did. It's quickly become one of my favorites. 
I grew up with the Animaniacs ever since it was in Fox Kids. Then I followed them to Kids WB! Exclamation point. Once we got that <laughs> here in Tucson on January 1st, 1999, the hosts are amazing and TY for devoting a show to such a great cartoon everyone can enjoy. There, Aww. that is awesome. Thank you so much. What's his name again? Ty to Trekber. Trekber. Thank you. No, Ty. Ty Trekber. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, <laughs> if you like to be like Trekber, uh, you can head over to iTunes and leave a review. And how do you do that, Nathan? Um. Well, Google, I guess. Yeah, Google it. That's Just right. Google it. It's actually not that hard. You can do it on the app. It, I think it's called. You can Google it on an app. It's. You can Google it on an app. You can Google it on anything. <laughs> if you have an iPhone, it's probably the easiest because I think the iTunes podcast app is now. Something where you can, I don't know, you can actually just like look at the podcast and write a review on there. So I, it, uh, it, it's Google becoming it. easier. Just and Google it. Just folks. Google that stuff, folks. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get over to some contact information. So, Nathan, where mm-hmm. can people get in contact with you? Hey, Twitter is the best way to contact me, Joey. Django FT, that's me. And how many followers do you got right now? Oh, like almost 30. All right. <laughs> I meant like twenty eight, I think. So twenty eight. So hey guys, let's follow Django F T. That's Nathan. Get in contact with him. Number thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna he's call going him for, out. He's, all right. He's, you, he will give a shout out to I'll number get, thirty. Yeah, you get thirty, I'll, you'll get a shout out. <laughs> so and Kelly, what about you? Okay, you can reach me at Kelly at bigshinyrobot.com or I'm also on Twitter um, at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. And as for us at the Animaniacast in general, you can see us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. We're both at Animaniacast on those platforms. We're also on Instagram. And hey, if you want to send us an email, you can send it on over to Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, there is a ton of articles and podcasts and videos and everything like that that you should check out. You can also subscribe to the RetroZap feed on iTunes, and you can get this podcast and every other podcast from RetroZap delivered straight to your device. Podcasts such as the ArgCast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars comics, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dune Cast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship, Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. How do you remember all that? I just know them off the top of my head. <laughs> it's, it's just so cool. Plus, if you, plus, a little extra plug for me. If you subscribe to that Retro Zap feed, you can listen to the phoenix comic-con panel that uh, i helped host with uh, with my buddies jason and kyle i was there and nathan was in the front row <laughs> and if you want to check out a full listing of our previous episodes uh here well you can obviously get them on itunes and stuff like that or stitcher or whatever but uh you can also go to animaniacast.com and that'll take you straight over to the retro zap archive of all of our episodes omg it's so wow. awesome all right, so <laughs> with that, I think it's time to close things up. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> good night. <laughs> 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Where's my $464? 